Hello listener, if you've made it to this third episode of The Great Equalizer, thank you. This is just a quick note to communicate our appreciation, but also just to ask you to bear with us in this upcoming episode. As you might know by now, Charlene and I are just two mediocre moms sharing our experience with hopefully like-minded people. In saying that, you will probably understand my frustration at this week's background noise. Like most moms out there, I no longer have a space to call my own. So this week's episode is co-sponsored by the local gas guy and some accompanying drilling noises for a most necessary geezer installation that had to happen in the middle of our recording. Nevertheless, there's some good stuff here guys, so I hope you stick around. And now, without further ado... This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week in The Great Equalizer, Charlene wades through a sea of emotions and Sam gets her ducks in a row. Hello, Charlene. How's it, Sam? And how are you doing this week? I'm good. Good? Just I suppose. Okay. <laughs> like, I say I'm good like a <laughs> I'm an autopilot. Just, I yeah. S- I, I'm, I'm good, Sam. I genuinely am good. You are? Okay. <laughs> That's promising. Yeah, I suppose you could. I'm, I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> tell tell me. Tell, tell me about it. Uh, a bit. I'm, I'm emotional. I had an emotional week. Um nothing specific uh caused it i suppose i just you know how some weeks you just have uh more emotions than others you get emotional about everything and it can be the slightest smallest thing yeah there were lots of things that happened this week and instead of just coping with them like i normally would i just i found that all made me emotional i think it's probably a little bit of exhaustion Kids not sleeping well. I'm not sleeping well. I have a lot on my mind. Yeah, well, JC was sick. Yeah, so I think that probably. You know what? I actually now that you mention it, nothing makes me more emotional these days than having sick kids because you are just so damn helpless. You cannot mm. do anything to make it go away, and it's just like she had a bacterial infection, as it turns out, in her tummy. Doctor says it's very easy for them to get it because they're crawling and they're touching everything. She could have stuck something in her mouth. And so she had a very bad stomach infection. And then you just start worrying about dehydration, terrible temperature. And then you there's no real meds you can give her. You just got to kind of treat the symptoms. And um, at first they thought it was bacterial. And then it seemed to be viral in the end. And oh. Oh, yeah, it was just. Did you take her back more than just the one time? Yes, I had to take her back because just when I thought, okay, so she wasn't, uh, she wasn't getting any worse, but I was hoping that okay, she's going to get better. The the temperature wasn't really breaking, but it was coming down. So we were we started at forty degree temperature and couldn't get it to go away. And then she came down to like thirty seven point eight, thirty eight degrees on average. And then that didn't worry me too much, but she broke out in the worst rain. From from like head to toe, nothing on her legs, nothing on her arms, but like her her entire torso, entire back, entire face, entire neck, 
even on her scalp and it, mm. I was like oh gosh we've got measles this kid's got measles mm. I'm pretty sure like I don't know you go into this like catastrophic thinking mode yeah 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 and then I uh, took her back to the hospital to the doctor turns out it was just an allergic reaction to probably the meds that she was given <laughs> earlier in the week yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah so then once I discontinued those meds and gave her the antibiotic and uh, antihistamine with cortisone Everything seemed to subside pretty quickly and everything was better. But. It's just like some cosmic joke though, isn't it? Like, um, you know, you, with kids, the immediate thing for me is you get sleep deprivation. Mm. Over and above, he has this person who's like, I, I hesitate to say it, but an extension of yourself essentially. Mm. Um You can't describe the love you have for this other being. You can't describe... Um, just what this this change of life is to you, you know, yeah. but then you got all this other like, like shit, mm. you know. This sleep, starting with the sleep deprivation, worrying about their their caregivers when you have to go back to work, mm. or you're worrying about their their general well being on a day to day basis, and I just yeah. No wonder, no wonder uh, you're emotional. There's just so much. You know what, with all of that also comes that guilt like, oh, damn it, now I'm taking extra time of work to be with the kids. And then also you're not getting to all the things that you plan to do, which means your weeks basically are right off. And yeah. all of those things don't really matter because what matters is your children's yeah. well-being and whether they're okay or not. And, you know, jobs will come and go and things will happen as they must. But you can't help but feel overwhelmed and disappointed. And then that just gets me feeling emotional like I want want to cry all the time and whatever yeah it's hard in the moment isn't yeah, it yeah yeah um right i don't know i i had less of an emotional week more of uh just general work burnout but i am i'm slowly getting my ducks in a row it's been seven months down the line of me starting uh, my freelance writing and editing business i'm getting my my corporate identity going and I think once you do all of those little things get it getting a website up and going getting business cards um, you know drafted and once you do all of that you start to gain a bit of energy yeah that's that's very draining for me that whole process yeah the whole process of getting going on it making a decision is it, it is very draining but like once all of the stuff starts to come together I start getting a little bit more energized and so that's that's how I say I'm get, getting my ducks in a row it feels like these things are all just mm. finally coming together that's like I suppose that's exciting and also you you have a sense of accomplishment because you you know in near where you're headed but you are starting to it's like a long marathon that you have to run like you you've yeah. started it yeah so which means you're approaching the end results yeah and dare i say doing something even though it's work it's doing something for myself mm, that's rewarding because it feels like it's it's something for you yeah yeah um and yeah on that note <laughs> uh today we're talking about self-care please remember what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets sam and charlene respectively our kids can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag, Hashtag no, no judges. 
So let's chat self-care, Charlene. What does it mean to you? Do you do you know what I mean? Is it some distant alien <laughs> concept? I think um, no. I, I think I'm, I'm more aware of what that is. There was a point uh, not too long ago, actually, where I was just like, I don't even know when I'm supposed to even comprehend the thought of maybe doing something for myself mm. whether it's pampering or looking after myself emotionally or whether it's looking after my health and and exercising or whatever self-care is to you and I find that from time to time self-care will be a different thing like yeah this week it might be I need a spa day or next week it might be I need more sleep or next week it might be this week I'm going to not eat so much carbs. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, it, I mean, it, it differs from time to time depending on, on what you're going through, yeah, I such think. such a good point, actually. I, yeah, I'm like, I'm a very regimented person. So, I try and like do the same thing, make it like mm. a regular, maybe I should do a massage once a month. Maybe I should... You know, three times a week, that's where I'm headed to gym and this. But yeah, I think your take on it is, is quite interesting. It's what you need when you need it. Exactly. And you know, now listening to what you're saying there, it, it's actually interesting because um, there was a point before two children um, <laughs> where I would like, I would have liked to set a goal, essentially, where it would be, okay, so once a month I'd like to do this and twice a week I'd like to do this because that kind of, it makes it um, measurable. Not measurable because you want to measure yourself, but it, it's a goal and a plan and a, a routine to stick to. So if we, next week we've gotten to, oh, it's Wednesday again, Wednesday's my running day. I'm supposed mm. to go for a run. Um, but I found that that, put so much pressure on me because if something happens like a sick child mm. the whole idea goes out the window because then your primary focus is your sick child and then that comes with oh, damn it I didn't do my exercise I didn't do my run Wednesday and now I just feel guilty and yeah you beat yourself up about and it. so then you're not doing self-care yeah. By virtue of the fact that you are forcing yourself to do self-care on a certain <laughs> time or day. So for me, in my routine, I felt that I'll see what I need this week or next week and, and kind of just go with it. Oh, man. If that, if that means that it's a, a, a bubble bath tonight when I've put both the kids to bed instead of cooking dinner, yeah. then that's what I do, you know. And are you managing to do it? Well, I... I I think when the moment takes me and I'm like, I feel like a bubble bath now. Hell, I've got time. I'm going to fucking do it now. <laughs> That's when yeah. I do it. But if next week is just really crazy and I didn't get a chance to do anything self-care that week, it, it's also okay because next week I'll find time again. Mm. Or I'll, I, I find that when the moment is there, instead of thinking about, ooh, I still got to wash the dishes, I got to wash the bottles, I got to do this, mm. I got to do that. I just take a bath. Fuck the rest. Fuck it, yeah. <laughs> we, we spoke recently about lowering your your standards, lowering your expectations, and I suppose that's that. Sometimes uh, in order to fill your cup, you've got to let other things go, mm. isn't it? I went on a date night with Rhett. I'm so excited. It was nice, I must say. It, it happened purely by fluke because I was supposed to be home alone, solo parenting the whole weekend. Mm. Um 
with uh, Rick being away uh, on like a boys trip and um, he went wing shooting with some uh, friends. What is wing shooting? You basically go to, you shoot like birds. But like guinea like fowl and uh, like... Uh, so actual birds that you shoot at? Yeah. So it's... Um, and they do it in in England a lot. Like proper yeah. old British women. So it's not like clay it. pigeon shooting? No, no, like no, no. Clay no, they go wing shooting. Obviously, there's only certain birds that you can shoot. So like ducks, for example. Yeah. Certain ducks you can you can shoot. And huh. like guinea fowl you can shoot. Huh. And... A cormorant, for example, you cannot shoot. <laughs> and then there's, there's like etiquette around this wing shooting, like how you walk and the guide goes with you and you have the dog. It's all very foreign to me. But yeah, from what okay. I understand, it's it's very, very British. So that's Rhett's me time. Hey? That's yeah, like well, he does, he's got odd, hair. he's got very strange me time things. But yeah, that's his, that's what he enjoys to do. Okay. So that's what he was meant to be doing. Yeah, so he was right. doing that. And then, um, uh, yeah, they didn't have a very successful two days. And so he decided to come home early. But I was solo parenting and my mom, out of the blue, just said, well, just send both the kids to me and you can just sleep all weekend. Ah. And I was like, that sounds like a phenomenal plan. Yeah. I'm not going to say no to that. And so kids were off at my mom. Let me just say, like, it seems like a great plan, shipping the kids off to my mom. But I almost had to pack up my entire freaking house to get both the kids no, off to, ma- to my effort. mom. So Let's not joke about it that. It was so much hard work yeah. to just get them packed and <laughs> yeah. ready, loading all of their stuff into the car. Because now they didn't, my mom doesn't have a cot and whatever it was. So I had to pack the co-sleeper and the camping cot and this and the bottle sterilizer and the that and the yeah, so yeah, and yeah. so. It was like, uh, next time... Come stay at my house. I'll book into a hotel yeah. or something yeah. because honestly. Anyway, and then Red decided to come home early, which secretly I was a little bit disappointed about because that broke into your into my. Yeah. I just want to sleep kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I just don't <laughs> want to feel like I have to do anything. But it worked out so nicely because he surprised me coming home early. And then we so just, you didn't know. Well, no, I, I knew I didn't know when we set up when we planned for the weekend. But then uh, the night before, he was like, I might come home tomorrow. If that's cool, will you do dinner with me? And I was like, oh, Aww. since I've been asked so nicely, I'd love to go on a date Aww. with you. <laughs> so, yeah, we went Good one. Dinner. That's a dead win. Yeah, I, I think say. it was Good a win on his part. Yeah. So, rate. we went out for dinner. It was really cool. Um, must say, I had, had some expectations arrived there and our table was in an odd corner. And I was like, this isn't quite what I planned. Mm. But we ordered a nice bottle of wine and when we got home realized we didn't get charged for it. So Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that happened, but anyway, that was also cool. <laughs> Lucky. Yeah, so that was a bit of a bit of self care, I think. Just also to work on our relationship and our marriage a little bit. It was romantic and it was nice. Yeah. It was cool. And also just unplanned like I, I feel like these days. You have to go like, we need to do a romantic. Yes, yes. The fact that he texted you and it was like a sweet yes, little yeah. you know, invitation to go out on a date. Right, that's exactly it. And I think the, the, the fact that it wasn't planned or expected was what also made it so nice. Because I find myself feeling a lot like I'm... I'm I can't be as carefree as I used to. Not that I'm the most carefree person in the world. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. I need routine. I need to plan. I, I need to know what I'm up against. I'm a bit of a pain in the ass. Oh, but in like pre kids, Charlene. Could have been like, let's do movies tonight and yeah. go. Mm, can't do that anymore. Yeah. 
<laughs> so it felt a little bit like that again. Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> oh, and just on a side note, I mean, I suppose it does tie in with, with self-care. Did you not feel, I don't want to work on your guilt at all because you've got no reason to feel guilty. But how was it leaving the kids for a couple of months? It was so fine. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think you I didn't worry. No. Didn't okay, wor- I think the fact that they stayed with my mom helped. Yeah. But I was just so desperately in need of just I didn't even feel guilty for not it's not that I didn't want them around, but like not having them around. I just felt like I, I'm gonna be better when they're back. Yeah. Because of this. So yeah. I, this is good for now. I was just too happy. <laughs> it was so selfish and it was so great all at the same time. <laughs> well, yeah, you, that, that brings up an interesting point. Let's, let's discuss that. Selfish. Yeah, and I didn't even feel guilty for being selfish because sometimes I realize I was selfish for wanting to do that. And then I did feel a little bit guilty when my mother-in-law said, oh, did they stay the whole weekend at your mom's? Like, Mm. how can you palm off your kids Mm. for an entire weekend and not even feel bad? But then I decided... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take Just, that shit it's yeah. not maybe she doesn't mean it that way maybe she does I don't fucking care but <laughs> yes you proudly did yes for I was selfish week. and you know what I went and fetched those kids on the Sunday and I was a new person oh, man. which made a difference I'm not gonna lie I'm a little bit jealous <laughs> I don't mean to make you feel a jealous. Bit jealous but it's it's also like my own stuff because I um yeah, I I can't leave Elijah. For the this I, I left him once uh, for two nights, but Ray was there. Mm. And no, I don't know. I, I feel too bad. I, the guilt is still 100% there. Yeah. I think also as much as you are close to burnout or you're feeling exhausted or whatever, it will come. Remember, Elijah's like, he's your only kid and your first kid and your your journey to bringing him into this world was not the normal uh cookie cutter or copy and paste it was a rough going yeah Yeah. so i think also your it's a hundred percent normal for you to feel that way and i think i probably had i just the first time i left josh for an entire weekend he was probably about nine or ten months old mm. and we had to go away for the weekend for <clears throat> red's birthday and he was not he didn't force me but i had to let go a little bit and i kind of felt sheepish for saying no i'm not leaving my kid for that long because then i'm neglecting my husband, husband and yeah. Yeah, it was a bit of a i didn't feel so comfortable with it but when I did it, it was uh, it was it was a great experience because I learned how to cope with it, and then it allowed me more confidence to do so in future. And we hardly ever do it. I mean, I maybe do it twice a year, um, and with the second baby, you just you don't really you care that much anymore. And probably you don't have a choice at some point. Mm, you like don't actually. You can't keep going, and in order to keep going, you yeah. need those two nights. You need it, yeah. Yeah, and I mean it's not something that I'll go looking for. It was on offer. My mom offered it. I was like, great plan. Why not do it? You know, so yeah, do it so, that well. So note to um, Sam's family and friends that are listening. <laughs> it was on offer. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. It's always on offer by me, and I'm always the one that's like, no, it's fine. I'll be fine. 
So, ugh, um, yeah, I don't know. Just to, I guess, bring my listeners up to speed, I have been doing something that I consider self-care, and that's just dealing with the difficult birth, um, you know, Elijah's tricky tricky birth. I won't, I probably at some stage I'll go into detail about it, but to, to spare everyone the details, it was, it was horrible, it was traumatic. Um, under certain circumstances, had the doctor handled things differently, my baby would have died. And mm. I I might have also been in danger. So it was a very harrowing birth, but um, I'm Elijah's 18, 19 months now, almost 19 months, and I'm now only seeking uh, post-traumatic stress disorder treatment, I guess, so trauma counseling to kind of bring all those things to the fore and dealing with that. So I think that's also why I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable at the moment mm. these past few weeks. Um, you know, really, it's it's kind of raw, you know, and you, you wouldn't expect almost two years down the line and I'm still feeling the trauma of his birth. And that probably also, for those of you who've kind of been following this, uh, speaks to why I'm so hesitant to have another kid. Yeah. I mean, da, 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 these are my aha moments, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it all ties into that. So I am dealing with that that's also part of getting my ducks in a row sorting my head out and i i do feel it's it's a tough self-care mm. but i think you've got to be introspective and do ooh. some self-evaluation and, and i'd really rather not i'd really rather mm. just sit on the bloody couch and switch on my binge tv and like not have to deal with that yeah, yeah not not think mm. i think i think it's normal the way you're feeling and that's very brave because you are opening up old wounds and um yeah it, it's making you it could possibly uh permanently make you fearful of uh because you're forced to think of that traumatic experience again and if the in the future another uh, child was on the cards would you have to deal with that again would you be capable of dealing with that again yeah. so it's a brave self-care step but it's a process and i think a process that needs to be followed for you to come full circle you've got to go through the emotions yeah i definitely do think it's unfortunately necessary and um, you know, my husband's also on board. I haven't like gone into detail of our sessions or anything like that of my my sessions. It's just hard for me to talk about. But yeah. what was really nice was Ray thanked me for doing that. For doing that, he said, "Thank you for taking care of what you're going through and what you're feeling, so that you're a better mom and wife." For That's us. so beautiful. That's so funny you should say that. Red said the exact same thing to me just this past week. Yeah. He, he, he sent me this message out of the blue, not to take away from your mm. moment, but I'm, yeah. I'm just having an epiphany here how this is happening in our lives. Yeah. It's like almost the exact same thing. He sent me this message. I got home. I was like, you're such a weirdo. What did this message even mean? What did he say? He just he said, thank you for taking the necessary steps you're taking to be happier because when you're happy um your happiness is the only thing that matters to me and thank you for taking the steps that you needed to take to be a better happier you and i was just like what does that even mean and when i asked him about it he said to me you could sit stuck in a black hole and just let this 
consume you, but instead, somewhere in and amongst everything you're dealing with, you are finding yourself um, in a situation where you are, are persevering. You're getting up out of your situation and you're choosing to take the steps that will make you happy and a better you. And thanks for doing that. So I hear you on what he said. I mean, it's such a, what a great thing. What a great thing it, for them to acknowledge, for them to have thoughts. I mean, what, they're great husbands, let's just be honest. No, that's true. And also, let's be honest, guys don't generally, they're just very much on the surface. They're not down below, you know. Yeah. They're not, they don't get into the thick of things. So yeah. for a guy to take that, to take notice of that kind of emotional thing it's it's a very emotionally intelligent thing i think Absolutely. i think to yeah. do so props to them yeah that's I mean, phenomenal definitely. i'm 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 super happy that they're dads to our kids definitely <laughs> but that also brings up something for me though and i think it speaks a lot about you know how i grew up i always like hark back as a mom to how my mom was you know and there's certain things you want to yes i'm going to do the same and there's certain things you just observe basically and there's yeah. certain things that you're like i'm not going to do that uh, absolutely like yeah not not, not for me um but what i notice about my what i really know to be true about being a mom 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 is the head of the household in terms of dictating the overall mood mm. maybe other households are different but i know for our household if raised in a bad mood i can still carry our household's mood over and above that like ugh, okay get over yourself mm. I'm going to ignore this and I'm going yeah. to keep on keeping keep on, and on. Put a, exactly. you know, put a smile on my face and Elijah has a, but your my whole household comes to a standstill when I'm the one who's in a bad mood. That's very true. That's That applies to my household too. And it applied to my household when I was a kid. My mom and it really when she was in a cock mood yo, there was this pull over that. And funnily enough if my mom is still mad with <laughs> we don't even live in the same house, and you and you, you feel the but residual. You feel it. You do. <laughs> and I think I feel sorry for my mom now, um, because there's a lot of it's a it's pressure, a lot of pressure. It's true, and maybe she didn't have that person that said, "You know what? No, I see your struggles, and I'm yeah. so proud of you for." keeping it together yeah, despite all of that that's true i don't think she did um i don't think she did and and i think even till today she's just like she's gotten to the point now it's very personal on my mom's point i hope she doesn't mind but <laughs> um i i do feel she still feels that pressure and I, th I think she's gotten to the point that she's just like bugger this if i want to you know, just sit and mope, then I'm going to sit and mope. Mm. And I'd like, why should it affect everybody else? And we kind of just have to move on with it. Mm. Unfortunately, our two households are very different because our kitties are s very small. Yeah. And so um, that's why self-care is just... Important. <laughs> like, more than important. What's more than important? It's integral to the happiness of your family. Exactly. Because, I mean, you can't expect those, th those little people to understand what 
you're battling with. And for me, both my husband and I grew up in an environment where we were very, I suppose we're, we're intuitive by nature. So as kids, we were very intuitive. So when things were a little bit awful, there were stresses, whether it be financial or relationship stress. So, I mean, my parents were divorced. Um, Red's parents are still married, but there may have been financial strain from time to time. Mm. We both picked up on those things as mm. children. And our parents, I mean, they did the best that they could with what they had. I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that, that our parents didn't do a great job. Mm. But I take from that how it affected me. And I mean, my sister, she was oblivious because that's just her personality. Mm. Um, and the same goes for Red's brother. But I'm a much more emotional person, so I picked up on that kind of stuff. Mm. And so for kids, kids should be allowed to just be kids. They shouldn't have to be affected by these things, our adult struggles. Yeah. So self-care, we take time to care for ourselves so that in the environment where our children are exposed to us, we're able to be the best version of us, yes. of ourselves. Yes. For their sake. Yes. So, I mean, we've touched on a little bit, but uh, what for you at this point in time is self-care what are you what are you doing apart from the like you feel like a bubble bath but like mm. the the long-term keeping Charlene all together what do you do well I think it uh, it's a it's obviously a work in progress because again like each week you might need something different or you might need the same thing for the every week this month but next month something happens in your life and so you need something different but I think for the most part is to just be aware of what you need the most and the moment you start feeling like oh this is this is putting too much pressure on me or whether it be a new project that I started or um, uh, pressure at work or the the nanny for example her starting time in the mornings I've asked her to start work at a certain time and if in three weeks time I feel that's not working for me at this stage mm. talk to her and say listen can we for the next three weeks start at a different time because if you start at this time it's putting pressure on me everything has a ripple effect mm. and so I think at this point in my life I need as much flexibility as I can I I would never have thought that I would say that because I'm a person who needs routine structure and structure yeah. um, as much as my kids have a routine for me self-care at the moment is being able to be flexible and having the people in my life understand that I need flexibility. Mm. And if it means that I set out to start a project which was dear, near and dear to me or important to me and I'm two or three months into this process and I'm looking at this project and I'm, everything else seems to be balancing and I have a handle on that, but this project, is, it keeps tipping me off balance or it keeps making me feel stressed and, stressed and anxious. It's it's essentially making me more unhappy than bringing me joy. Yeah. So to have the soundness of mind and the maturity or emotional maturity to say it's okay to bank this project for now. Mm. It doesn't mean that I'm a failure. Mm. It just means that it's obviously not the right time. I'm not doing justice to the project and it's not doing just justice to my life. Mm. So I'm taking care of myself by identifying the things that is adding pressure 
as opposed to adding value. Mm. And then banking those things for a while, not writing them off and changing things up a bit and seeing whether I have a better handle on them or not Mm. and going with it for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. And if in a couple of months' time that's also not the solution, change it up a bit again Mm. because life is all about change and the ultimate goal is to to be a healthy happy version of yourself yeah i think um speaking to that also you need to be very self-aware and also kind like um, i know i say it a lot but just kind to yourself Mm. because everybody keeps telling me to do it Mm. uh so it's easier to preach than to implement quite Mm. frankly but um what uh, one thing that was really tough is i had to realize i i spoke um in a different episode just about telling my former employer that I don't want to do this type of job anymore mm. and giving and it felt really good and it felt really light but what really doesn't feel good is um, it's not them specifically and it's not that specific work um, it's well that's that's you know specific work for that employer it's that type of work so I'm a writer and anything that's at the at this point and this I recognized throughout my life I, I like kind of thought about it while I was weighing up whether I should do this job or not um, but I realized that throughout my life any long-term project uh, made me a monster just <laughs> <laughs> like really brought the worst out in me mm. and at the end of the day the final product whatever it may be a report a book, a whatever that piece of writing is, always the long form, a cover story when I wrote for magazines, um, anything that required more than a day's work, more than just a, your simple article or a, just one task that could be put to bed in a day that would um, really require a lot of effort over a long period. Yeah, you've got to invest time and of yourself in yeah, it. And I, I kind of see everything as like what something that might be submitted to as a as, as a Pulitzer Prize you know? <laughs> 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 you know that's how much effort I put into it uh, that's, how uh. much, that's how like perfectionist I get about it and I realize I'm I'm giving this job up not specifically because of the employer or the pay that I got out of it or because I hate the topic it's because I can't do it and it's not that I can't I, the final product is f- Perfect. Yes, you can. You're you're capable. Yeah, the final product is doing something it. that I'm absolutely 100% proud of. Yes. But at what expense? Yes. I completely burned. What out. is this costing me? It cost me a lot. Mm-hmm. It cost me my sanity. I had fights with friends over um, me not responding to their messages in the weeks leading up to my deadline. Mm. Um. And I don't know. And I, at this point, it's really maybe not important to get to the bottom of why long-term projects freak me out. As you say, it was maybe just a good decision to just cut that out of my life for now. Mm. And maybe I'll feel well enough at some point in my life to tackle long-term projects again. 
but right now I'm just like it's it's maybe it goes against my personality it goes against oh there's something that makes me completely freak out over long-term projects. So why not just accept work that I can get done in a day? Exactly. And close my laptop and close that chapter and move on to another chapter. And, you know, that kind of excites me. That gets me going. That gets yes. Me, you yes. know, that's what's, that's what's fueling me. Yes. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I did. And I think that is very difficult. That's a very difficult thing to do to accept that's a little bit of a flaw in myself, and that's okay. And love that flaw. Hey, that's yeah. part of Sam. Part of Sam is she freaks out when it comes to long-term <laughs> projects. And you know what? I love that part about myself, and I'm just not going to give you some long-term projects. Let me give you what you are capable of doing right now. Quite you know? right, yeah. I think also in listening to what you're saying, I think you are generally very tough on yourself you're very hard on yourself and um if you are in a position where you're having to be so critical of of what is making you feel this way and it's it's a little bit of dead weight that you're carrying because you you have to get through this long-term project and Mm. what's nice is that you can still find joy in it's not like you now despise writing because yeah. you run the risk in the long term of of building up that resentment and and despising what you do as a result so the responsible decision is to just tweak what you're doing and how you're doing it to just not have to be bogged down by the aspects of writing or writing in a certain way or certain types of projects. Yeah. You can still find joy in what you do. And that's that's taking care of yourself. Yeah. And I, th- I find it very interesting that we've now veered away from, uh, I make sure I go for a manicure every second week. <laughs> I make sure I do my face mask every third night. You know, I we've veered away from that. That's kind of like, you do you, whatever makes you feel good, or, yeah. and whatever we find time... It's gotten really a lot deeper into what is the best for your well-being to genuinely keep you sane mm. um, so that you can be, as you say, the best version of yourself for your kids. Mm. The responsibility with kids to look after yourself is so much greater. It's interesting. You, uh, I'm surprised, but the, I've felt a lot happier um since i have taken the decision to because i was full-time at home for those who haven't been following i was full-time at home with both the kids and so for how long uh it was probably almost a year just shy of a year Mm -hmm. two months shy of a year Mm -hmm. and so i um loved every minute of it but i I started feeling quite depressed and like I, i i wasn't a functioning adult mm. or person. I was losing myself a little, I think. So stay-at-home mom is not a well, job for you. Not it's, for a jo- not it's a full-time me. job for sure, but it's not. Yeah, that, it's, that not, it's not for me. I don't think I was the best version of me for my kids. Yeah. And so now I'm working and I, I'm working more than one job. I'm working on different projects. I'm working a corporate job and doing stuff on the side for myself. And I, I, I decided, well, I'll see how it goes for three months. And then if it doesn't work, I'll let go of the corporate job and I'll focus on my own project interestingly enough I'm approaching that three month mark and I'm looking at the personal projects more where I'm saying maybe let me let go of the personal projects and stick with the corporate job but what I have found 
what has made me happier is being able to, when I get home from work in the afternoon, leave my phone, leave my laptop, and I just spend time with the kids. Mm. As much as I'm exhausted by the time I get home, and they are often in the worst moods because it's like witching That's hour. That's nightmare, yeah. yeah. So as much as that happens, I still find that very fulfilling because I, I have nothing else. I've, I'm, I leave my day at the door because I don't work for myself solely anymore. It's not like my work hours run into my personal hours. and then Which for so long that, that it did. did yeah. And it consumed me because I couldn't find the balance. And now I'm just like, we sit on the floor, we throw balls in the air, we sing songs, we do nursery rhymes, and I'm a happy person. Mm. It, it makes me happy to say that those two or three hours before the kids go to bed and the evening rush and the routine. And I used to hate the evening routine because I have so much to do. I've got emails to catch up on. I've got this. I've got that. I've got that. Yeah, you're kind of like, can you just get to bed already? And can this bedtime yes, happen fast you, enough? Because yeah, like, I've still got shit to do. Stop crying about your dummy and this. I've still got freaking emails to do. I'm so exhausted. Mm. And sometimes I still have emails to do. But you know what? I do them when I get time. And I, I feel... Th- Oddly enough, the more time I started spending with my kids and just not looking at my phone and just leaving that there, the more productive my time was with them. Mm. So that when I do get back to my phone and my emails and my whatever, that's more productive. It's intentional time, whatever you're doing. Yes. You're intentional with your kids and you're intentional when it comes to your emails and you're intentional with... Exactly. And I think I choose not to worry about so much anymore. It's a Mm. choice. You've got to choose it. Because hell knows it ain't going to happen by itself. You've got to choose not to just worry all the time. What well, can I just say? High five to us. <laughs> <laughs> High five to us for really recognizing what's good for us. It's good for me and you individually. Because we're doing it so that we can be the best moms we can be. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I guess I'm just urging other moms out there whether it is maybe getting a manicure every second week that's okay i don't want to sort of downplay that because that's really important no of course if i mean if that's what you need this week then that's what you've got to do yeah go go for it go for it i like i make sure i get get some gym in i make sure i like pamper myself every now and then but i think right now you and i are really on on a similar path in terms of um work commitments yeah making sure that we put the right kind of load on us Yes. So that's just me and you. But I think for all of our listeners out there, um, do do that introspection. It's hard. It's hard, and as Charlene said, it is brave. Um, but do the introspection because, and don't feel guilty about taking any time for yourself because um, your kids will will be better off mm. for it in the long run. Yeah, you'll. Have, and if you don't get time to take that time for yourself to do the self care. Don't feel guilty about that either. Because sometimes you will manage it and sometimes you won't manage it. But you just, you got to do the best version of you when you can. Charlene, what did we learn today? What's your bottom line, your takeaway? I think um, mostly that your self-care can differ from time to time, whether it 
be a pampering session or a responsible choice to make changes at work or to uh, alleviate pressure, whatever it is, and it might be different from time to time, it might not always be the same thing, uh, I think the important part is just that you recognize it and that you're aware of it and that you give in to it and, and allow um, yourself to make those decisions to take action, mm. whether it be the choice to take a bubble bath tonight because you generally only quickly shower and shave one leg because you're always in a hurry, mm-hmm. um, or whether it be to say to your boss, I cannot work five days a week anymore, I only have three days, and mm. call his bluff, and if he says, cool, we'll have you for three days at the same pay, then if you don't ask, you don't <laughs> get. So, yeah, to be bold with those choices. Yes, good one. If you don't ask, you don't get. Somebody write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Also, um, just some cliches on my part. Yet again, I'm full of quotable cliches. Um, You can't pour from an empty cup. Exactly. And um, you can't give what you don't have. And you can do anything. But you you can't can't do do everything. everything. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Remember that. Write that one down.